0: Thank you, Esther and Kelly. If you have your books, your Bibles, find the book of Matthew, please. The Good News According to Matthew, uh, chapter 5. And we're going to begin reading at verse 31, Matthew 5, 31. We're continuing these selected sayings from the uh, Sermon on the Mount, so you can picture uh, the Lord Jesus with uh, curious people and devoted followers mixed in together, all surrounding Him. Uh, and he preaches this long uh, sermon, and from it come some of the things that, uh, that, that give just the deepest meaning to what it means to follow Jesus. So we're going to read that. Also, if you would uh, get handy your uh, worship guide, because there are two long quotations on the front that I'm going to read from, and I want you to uh, be able to follow. And then if you will also, one more word of instruction or request, if you'll keep your Bibles open after we have read, because we're going to walk back through the text that we do read. So Matthew 5, beginning at verse 38, the words of Jesus. You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Now, with your Bible still open, let's walk back through that uh, text. We begin with those words. You've heard it said, eye for eye and tooth uh, for tooth. Now, that sounds pretty vengeful. It's it's, it's revenge. It sounds pretty tough, but in, in fact, it was an improvement over the prevailing culture at the time. At the time, the idea was, if you poke out one of my eyes, I'm going to poke out both yours. If you knock out one of my teeth, I'm going to knock out of all of yours. If you come over and you take out, if you kill one person from our village, we're going to come and we're going to kill, kill several persons from your village. So this was actually an improvement. It was a little bit like the punishment fitting the crime. It was, at least it was fair. It was equitable. It's still revenge, but it's, it's a more equitable uh, revenge. But Jesus, of course, uh, took it further. He said, I'm telling you, do not resist an evil person. That word evil there says there's some people who are mean. You know, there, there are people who have track records of, uh, of being mean. They're, they may make your day miserable today, and they'll make somebody else's day miserable tomorrow. There are people that are just downright um, hateful. Now he says, if anyone asks for your shirt, give him your coat as well. He's he's simply saying, give more than is asked of you. Even if the person asking of you is not a nice person, even if they are an odious person, a hateful person, do more than is required of you. And he's more explicit in that next phrase. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. If you've been in Sunday school, you know that uh, the, the land we call the Holy Land was occupied by Rome, and there were Roman soldiers everywhere, and people really disliked those Roman soldiers because they were reminders of this oppressive occupation by the Roman government. And the Roman soldiers could conscript you. To conscript meant that they could say to you, Here, carry my load and uh, you had to do that and they did that so often and the people of israel so complained that the government the roman government said okay now there's a new rule you can only they said to their soldiers you can only make them carry your load for one mile so can can't you imagine uh, the person from palestine that? the Jewish person carrying that load and counting the steps, I'm almost to a mile, I'm almost to a mile, and then putting it down and not going one centimeter beyond a mile, and then huffing and puffing and cursing everything Roman as they walk away. But Jesus said, if he asks you to go to one mile, then it sounds awfully odd, doesn't it? You turn around and just say, hey, could I take it another mile? Now if we back up just for a second, he says, if anyone slaps you on the right cheek... Turn to them the other cheek also. Before we talk about what that means, let's talk about what it does not mean. First of all, uh, it, it's not, a, it's not a, um, an order for a government. This is, this, this is not addressing national issues. This, if you want to talk about pacifism, about not going to war, this is not the text to do it. This is not a mandate for governments. This is about you and me. This is about you and me. It's not about governments. Two, it doesn't mean that we cannot confront bad behavior. You may be in a supervisory or or managerial role. You may be a teacher. You may be in some kind of situation where if people act badly, you have to say, hey, you can't act like that. So turning the other cheek does not mean we, we cannot call out bad behavior. Third, it's not about abuse. It's not about allowing ourselves to be mistreated. This is about hatred and insults. It's not about abuse. And so I want to pull over just for a moment and, and speak to people who are watching by TV and live stream and, and those of us in this room. It, especially to women, because I, I, I think the problem of abuse is so pervasive. And some women grow up in church and they hear that, that wives are supposed to submit to their husbands and they hear this verse, that we're supposed to turn the other cheek. And if you couple that, with maybe a low self-image, then some women just think they're supposed to take it when they're abused, and and you're not. You are a beautiful, wonderful creation of God. You should not let yourself be abused. So this is not about abuse. It's not about the national government. It's not about saying, or it's not about, it's not telling us we can't call out bad behavior. So what is it when he talks about being slapped on one cheek and turning the other one? It's about hatred directed toward us. It's about insults directed toward us. It's interesting that he says that someone strikes you on the right cheek. Every New Testament commentator that I consulted agrees. He's not, this is not about somebody hauling off and hitting you. Most of us are right-handed. No offense to the left-handed folks, but most people are right-handed. So if they, if they take a swing at you, so if you, if you face me, it's coming this direction, you're going to hit me in my left cheek. If you punch, you're going to hit me in the nose or the, the eye, if you take a, a big swing. An insult, but if you backhand me, then that's, that's an insult. It's not, you're not, you probably aren't going to knock me down. Well, some of you guys could, but you're probably not going to knock me down. But that's a, this is an insult. It's not about abuse. It's not about getting beat up. It's about hatred and insults and how we respond. It's about being insulted, it's about being hated and not retaliating, not settling the score, not getting even. It's about responding in such a way as to diffuse the situation and not not trying to make sure that if you poke my eye, I'm going to poke yours. This is our biblical mandate as Christians. Romans 12, 19 reads, Don't take revenge, let God handle that. So maybe turning the other cheek would mean not hitting reply on that email. You know, the email you get that's people say things they ought not say to you. While your adrenaline is still pumping, that's a bad time to reply. Maybe we shouldn't reply at all. Turning the other cheek means not replying to that email. It means on social media, not trying to set everybody else straight. You know, we... You and I have the best ideas and we have the best opinions about things. Some people don't and we need feel the need to help them. But maybe turning the other cheek would be just reading a post on Facebook and not having to respond. Maybe turning the other cheek would, would mean standing there and taking it as, as people unload on us without feeling like we have to turn around and unload uh, on them maybe maybe turning the other cheek is not trashing those who trash us or speaking cruelly or unfairly to those who speak cruelly and unfairly to us a good friend of mine was uh, unfairly terminated and i know when there's personnel stuff there's, there's always two there's always two sides to the story but this was a long time ago in in uh, kentucky and he was a good guy, and he was unfairly terminated. I knew the players in the story, so I, I think I can say with, well, I can say with confidence, he was unfairly terminated, and publicly humiliated. and uh, the, good, the only good thing was they gave him a few weeks to find another place. And he, we went to lunch. He said, "What should I do?" I said, "All I know is to say, uh, "Leave with grace." And he did. He kept his head high and his mouth closed and his heart pure, and people watched him. I'm I'm quite sure that he had more influence, Christian influence, on people around him during those final weeks than he did in all those uneventful years leading up to that. For people knew that he was under pressure. Ernest Hemingway called courage, grace under pressure. That's what I'm talking about, being gracious, being graceful even under the pressure of insults and hatred. Jesus is talking about responding to hatred and personal insults in a way that will leave our antagonists astonished, that will leave our bullies baffled, that will leave our critics confounded and leave our detractors, dumbfounded. It's, it's about responding to insults and hatred that leave people shaking their heads and thinking, boy, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't, I'm surprised that you didn't lash back out. And the good thing is it, it works generally. Now there's some people that are just evil and mean and hateful and whether you respond to them or not, they're going to still be hateful and mean and but often this will diffuse the situation. Look at your, the front of your uh, bulletin, and, and, and let's read this quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the famous German theologian. He wrote that the only way to overcome unjust aggression is to let itself—excuse me—let it run itself to a standstill, because it does not find the resistance it is looking for. Resistance merely creates further evil and adds fuel to the flame. But when evil meets no opposition and encounters no obstacle but only patient endurance, its sting is drawn, and at last it meets an opponent, which is more than its match, evil becomes a spent force when we put up no resistance. Now somebody asked me about this after the 815 service, and recognizing his name being German. They said, well, what about, the, what about the Jews in Germany? The interesting thing about Bonhoeffer is that he was executed because of his attempt to his part in a plot to try to assassinate Hitler. So when Bonhoeffer is talking about not resisting evil, he's not talking about on the national level, he's not talking about we can't resist injustice and, and if, you know we, he's talking about insults and hate personal insults and hatred. And our our willingness not to resist. So you know you can you can fight fire with fire, but you also can Simply withhold, if you can withhold the oxygen, if you can keep the oxygen away from the fire that is fueling it, then it dies this pretty pitiful, kind of unimpressive death, the fire does. And again, there's some people, if you resist them or don't resist them, they're going to go on being mean. But there are a lot of people, a lot of situations, if we don't resist, it it actually works. There's another long quote on the front of your... Uh, your bulletin. Now, Arnold Michaelis, and it might be Michaelis, I don't know, but
1: he became a skinhead as a teenager. Of course, a skinhead,
0: is they're part of the, the, the white uh, supremacy movement, the white power movement, he, and he was an angry guy, and he was always protesting, and he would protest. They would People would protest back uh, to him, of course.
1: He, he recruited. He said,
0: I recruited angry young men like me. But something happened to him. Follow along as I read. The receiving on receding into violence
1: never made me any less violent or filled with hate. What changed the course of my life was the, the profound courage extended to me by those I claimed to hate. Fortunately, people I claimed to hate, such as a Jewish boss, a lesbian supervisor, and black and Latino co-workers, defied
0: my hostility.
1: He treated me with kindness, when I least deserved it when I most needed it. These examples of how human beings should treat each other ultimately Built upon an exhaustion. He he already had this exhaustion in his heart that had me looking for an excuse to leave the movement. The hateful rhetoric and actions are responded to with more hate, which is exactly what a willful denial of compassion is. A violent extremist mission is accomplished. I've seen it happen. But it works. Telling people they are wrong rarely gets through. Demonstration Demonstration of what's right reached me, and it can make all the difference in the lives of those who are currently consuming. By hate, where people hated, hated and he insulted him, he he did, did not hate and insult him? in you sure. can see him. I'm sure at the protests, where he's yelling across, he's yelling across the street at people, and they're yelling across back his, his life, was, not his life did not change when louder. people yelled louder than he did. His life was changed, changed. His life was changed when yelled. people didn't yell at all. He's now he, he would have titled kind of, My Life, life After Me. He, he's, he, he's part of this movement. Him called serve to change a changed man, him. not because people responded to his, his hatred responded to his hatred and his insults with hatred and insults. insults, 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 insults but because people turned, because people turned turn the, turn the other cheek by the way Jesus is. By the way, Jesus is not asking us to do what he was unwilling to do. Act the ultimate act of cheek. Turning the other cheek. Is here you're, you're, going to you're, to you're, you're going to hear these are going to hear these words here from Second Peter. Christ suffered for Christ you. suffered for you, leaving an example, leaving an example that you steps. should follow in His steps. When they hurled them, when they, they hurled insults their insults at Him. He did not retaliate. He did not retaliate. When he suffered. He made no He threats. suffered. He made no threats. Instead, He entrusted instead He entrusted Himself, instead, he entrusted himself to, him judges, to Him who judges justly. justly. So he stood before the soldiers. So he stood and stood the soldiers and they insulted him. The questioned, questioned his integrity. And he stood there. And he stood there. He spit on him. He kept his cool with the saliva of all the saliva of running down his face. And then he gets imminent. And then he gets similar. He's and there prepared, prepared himself, preparing himself, himself. Have to go to the cross. Meditations, meditations interrupted. meditation is interrupted by, by the torches and the angry torches and angry voices and but he's insulted by the insult by, by by, by, by and the kid, trained him with a kiss, and then, and then they grabbed him. And, and then his, then they he grabbed him, and they just The got mad, and the got mad, and Peter greater got mad, and the greater got and the greater and the greater got mad, and the greater and the his and the blood got and the was and the and the greater and the greater got and the greater and the greater got and the greater and then they and the and the and he didn't respond to the insults. He respond to the insults. Didn't. Scream he didn't scream he didn't. He was led like a lamb to slaughter like sheep Like a like a like a sheep to his side so, so he so opened God his mouth. Paul <inaudible> and Sharon, bowers, share and bowers, snare snares of shear love Paul and Sharon. Just a small part of their small part of their support and through about but Bible translators, Bible and they, translators, and pop- in Papua New Guinea. They, what the, mm-hmm. uh, the languages in, pop- is, uh, in pop- the Papua New Guinea? that right. In the first translation, the first translation, the first translation of the Papua New every, every animal, every is, animal is, 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 is pig. a, is Every four legged animal, every four legged so four animal, four-legged so animal. So four animal. Four-legged is an Every four legged animal is not Every four legged Every the language, Every four legged Pig horse. Is a pig, horse, a, um, a, a pig, a um, a cow is a pig, cow is a pig. A is a pig. So in the first translation, a, the first translation the of the New Testament, New the New Testament into Kapa, the sheep the is or lamb pig sheep is or the lamb. sheep a pig sheep lamb. lamb. So when pig lamb, John 129 John behold that the lamb is the who takes the lamb is the who takes the world the end of the world. the sheep, he takes the sheep. The translation started paying attention started paying attention pigs the pigs and the sheep and the sheep and they noted that and they noted that when pigs are about to die and pigs are about to die they spoil and, they cry. and, they, cry. and they cry but nice sheep but nice sheep sheep are sheep are silent silent 50 isaiah 53 700 years or 700 years before, years before, jesus. before jesus died died Says he was oppressed, Says he was oppressed and afflicted, yet, he opened, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb, slaughter. He was led like a lamb that slaughtered. Like but like a lamb is like like silent with lambs. You silent. Lamb not so he, he doesn't even, even speak. And so they hated him and, and him, and, and him and insulted him. Insulted him. But he, he and it's the ultimate. He, he, to he, refused he, refused to he refused to retaliate. So he went willingly. So he went willingly. He went lovingly. He went lovingly. And he went silently. He went silently. Out of a deep, profound, deep, profound, almost inexplicable, almost inexplicable love, love for you and me, for you and me. I'm not going to have an invitation, I don't have an invitation to do but you are going to hear music, the words are there, the words are there, this is an opportunity for you to make a decision, if you'd my decision, you will be able in a moment to put your breath in my breath. Breath, breath, so when we're all through, and we're all to our closing prayer. prayer, I'm going to remain down I'm going to make a decision, we're going to make a decision, we're talking about following Jesus, we're not part of our church, we're part of our family, you do more than that, I'll be waiting for you, As you are invited to leave in an orderly way, I'll wait for you. I'll wait down here.